You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in the third installment of our series, Hark. Can you say the word Hark? Can you do it again? Say Hark. Yeah, that's good. Hark means to be reminded or to look back so we can learn from the lessons of trust and obedience from the accounts of people of God during the first Christmas. And I know that for the past two weeks, we've learned a lot of things. Am I correct? And about two weeks ago, we did talk about the life of Zechariah. He doubted God and was a disgrace because Zechariah and Elizabeth was uh, childless, but God provided grace in giving him a son that paved the way for the Savior of the world. About a week ago, we talked about the life of Mary. You know who Mary is, right? Mary trusted God in the midst of uncertainties for uh, her, nothing is impossible with God. And we have seen really the life of Mary that God uh, favored her and she's full of grace. So I know that a lot of us here, as we look back and did study the life of Zechariah and the life of Mary, we know that as we t- take a closer look at the life of Joseph in the book of Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Do you have your Bibles right now? I want you to flip it there. And I want to congratulate those people who came here. You went of, of your way. I know it's traffic. How many of you here, you were caught in traffic? Raise your hand, okay? I know that... Uh, you, you have these violent reactions, and I know that it's not easy to come here, but just saying, oh, holy night. I was caught in traffic almost uh, the past few weeks, and I just can't help but, but act and respond like a believer or a Christian. So I would sing the, the song, oh, holy uh, I, I cannot. I can't do anything about it. But I'm telling you right now more than anything else is that when you're caught in traffic and you have all the reasons to react, I want you to look back and start thanking God for the things that God has blessed you with this year. God has been so good. God has been so faithful. God has been so kind. Amen. Amen. So I know it's not easy to respond, right? But I'm telling you right now, we have uh, the upper hand to speak life into our situations and to enjoy the moment. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. And I like this passage because this is the first book of of the New Testament. Am I correct? And this is not an accident why this one is the first book. If you take a closer look, the last book of the Old Testament is the book of? Of? Of what? Of the table of contents? No. The book of Malachi. Okay? So the book of Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. It, it ends with a prophecy which looks ahead to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were simply saying that John the Baptist is the forerunner of, uh, really, uh, the coming of, of Christ. And to take a closer look, we need to be reminded that there is something relevant right here because the book of uh, Malachi is looking forward to the coming of our king. And the book of Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. And it looks back to the genealogy of Christ, where he came from and the people that came before him. So this was really something that I am fascinated of because for this to take place, knowing that God has sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save sinners like us, am I correct? And you're thankful that there is such thing as Christmas, a celebration that indeed Christ purchased us from the power of, of sin and death. And as you look back, we can thank God for what He did. And that's the reason why we can worship God. And I was so inspired with what Pastor uh, Chica has mentioned because this moment of our gathering, and I know it's busy and there's just so much uh, that we need to be concerned about in this Yuletide season, I hope that you will appreciate that for the past 2,000 years, God went through a lot just to save you. Amen. In the book of Genesis, the prophecy right there is that I want to save humanity. I want to restore my relationship with man. And God went through a lot. 
And that speaks of God's love for all of us. And that is something that I just can't help but be overwhelmed of. But for somebody to go out of his way and, and go through a lot and use a lot of people, a lot of events in order to communicate that I love you so much and I, I want you to know that I am interested with you. And because of that, I was curious. Why would God go all through the pains and sufferings in order to win me back? Because God loves us so much, He can start to reboot and reset the whole planet and start with a new humanity. But God opted to run after me. He sought after men. What a beautiful story. That in the eyes of God, you are interested. Look at the person on your left and right. God is interested with that person. You might not be interested with him or her, but God is interested with us. In verse 1, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Betrothal is a Jewish custom during the time. A young man and his fiancée would get legally married, but they had to wait a year before they were allowed to sleep together, to have sexual union, to make sure that the other party or the woman have no sexual union with anyone, and vice versa. Now imagine for a minute how painful and humiliating this for Joseph, that Mary told Joseph, I'm pregnant. I'm sure I'm not the father. I'm pregnant, and this is brought to you by the Holy Ghost. I mean, how many of you here will say hallelujah? Nobody will, will, you'll be surprised. You would have violent reactions. That we're engaged and you're pregnant and you're telling me it's a ghost? It was Casper, the friendly ghost, who impregnated me. I don't think you will be convinced with that. But if you take a closer look, this may sound impossible. And if I was in his shoes, I might have a violent reaction. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Quietly. And if you take a closer look, I just can't understand. And just like what I mentioned, I am not, I'm, I'm not Joseph. I'm, and, and most of you can relate with me. If this account and if this happened to me, I don't think I, I, I'll be responsive. I will find ways to retaliate and fight back. And make a mess out of this. But Joseph was a good guy and kind. And this is a response of somebody who has a deeper understanding. That though he doesn't understand his situation, he has a deeper understanding of his relationship with God. This is important for us to know. That Joseph was a godly man. And a godly person would never react to situations. He would respond, though he doesn't understand. And some of you here, you are right now caught in the middle of something that you don't understand. That you have so many questions. So many questions. Oh, I mean, and the answers are so few. Okay, it's not a worship song, by the way. So many questions. No, that's not a worship song. And you have so many questions. You have, you have a lot of things running and, 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 and happening in your life. And you have all the reason to react. traffic. change is coming. But I hope you don't understand that he can't react to his situation because a person who's godly has this level of security and stability that, Lord, I don't understand what's happening right in front of me, but I know you're in control. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we react to situations because we don't believe that God is in control. And for the past 10 years, I've been interceding, praying and fasting. Every year I would pray and fast that my hair will grow. For some of you who can relate with me, raise your hand, the truth will set you free. Come on now. 
But I know God is in control. Amen? Some of you here can say amen. Are you hopeless? So he arranged to break the betrothal with Mary quietly. Joseph is a godly man. That he knows God so well. And if you take a closer look, you don't hear Joseph say anything. It was a silent night for Joseph. It was a silent moment for Joseph. This week I attended my, my kids, four of them, Christmas presentation. And I was looking for my son Benjamin because he told me, Dad, I'll have a surprise for you. And he's part of the cast. Little did I know. And I love what he did because he was bragging about it. Dad, I will surprise you. I'm good in whatever I'm doing. And I was there right in front, two seats away from the stage. And I was expecting him to, to, to put up a show. I, and for about 30 minutes, I can't, I, I, I'm looking for my son. I saw my other three kids. They were enjoying the moment. They were giving nice presentations. They were dancing. And little did I know, from the background, my son was a props man. I mean, he was, he was pushing all the background back and forth, and he was so good at it. Sabi ko, anak, nagbayad tayo nila. I didn't say that. But I, feel, I felt like he was like Joseph. That he obeyed God, but he, was, he doesn't have a script. He doesn't have, kahit sabi ko, anak, kahit tumayo ka man lang, magsalita ka, something about Christmas. But he told me, Dad, I'm proud with what I'm doing. Amen. But at the back of my mind, come on now. <laughs> I'm a father. I hope you don't understand where I'm coming from. But he was enjoying. He was with somebody. Okay? And they were handling everything and all the props. And I realized the same thing. Without the involvement of my son, these things will not happen. A Christmas show will not happen without my son. Do you understand? Yeah. Amen. But my point is, <laughs> this is anonymous. To Joseph, that Joseph had a silent, uh, uh, really, uh, really a response to this. And I realized this is the kind of guy that if you are looking for a husband, this is the kind of guy who's godly. That he will not open his mouth, but trust God. Amen. If, you're, if, if you are a, a friend, this is the kind of friend that you, you want to be with. A person who worships, who, who loves God. If you are, if you are an employer... This is the kind of employee you want. This is the reason why that though he's not, he doesn't have probably a very significant role, should I say, because he was silent all the time. You look at the life of Joseph, and after uh, centuries of, of, of his involvement in paving the way of the coming of our king, I mean, you, you hear hospitals named after him, streets, schools, am I correct? And some of us here, we're, we're like Joseph. That we want to play a significant role so that we can be significant. But I'm telling you right now, this was not a significant role. But because God is significant in his life, everything became significant. Amen. So whether you're talented, gifted or not, just like us, we don't, I don't even know how to dance. I don't even know how to sing. I don't know how to perform. I'm just a props man. <laughs> like my son. But we will give our best because a show will never be a show without us. Do you understand? Yeah. Amen. But at the end of the day, as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David. And I love this introduction by the angel. Because as I was studying the, 
the scripture, I realized why would an angel remind Joseph that he is from the lineage of David? Because remember, if you take a closer look at the word of God, it's written right here in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. What's my point here? That that reminder to Joseph that he is the son of David was because the prophecy says that the king that will come into this world and save sinners like us will be coming from the line of David. Because Joseph is a godly man and he knows really what God is up to, that they're waiting for the coming Messiah. The angel has to remind him, hey Joseph, the son of David, this is what I, uh, we were trying to convey to you. And this is what we're trying to communicate. That Joseph, this role is not just a minor role. This is not just a role in the background. That you will pave the way for the coming of the king. And I want you to understand that probably Joseph is very, very surprised of the news of this angel. But it gave him a, an amount of affirmation. That this is not something that you need to run away from. God is involved. There is nothing to worry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we need to be reminded of starting next year. That though things might not work well, but one thing I know, if God is involved, there is nothing to worry. I want you to prepare yourself, not for just for the, the, the Christmas parties left and right. Prepare for the prayer and fasting. 2017 will never be the same again. It will be a great year because you're not fighting your fight alone. You have God by your side. Amen. Can we give God a glory for that? <clears throat> Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Duh, you are an angel. And with what I overheard that Mary is pregnant from the Holy Ghost, I think I have the right to fear. Do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And I know that he has a lot, and he has all the reason to fear and fret and freak out. But Joseph was a godly man. This sets us apart from whatever comes our way. And that is my prayer for all of us. I'm not saying that you need to be perfect. But I hope that in everything that you see, you see it from the vantage point and the perspective of God. A godly person sees things the way God sees it. Not according to how we see things. So he's a godly man. So my question with you right now, how do we respond when things are not convenient? It's easy to say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. It's easy to worship when you have 13-month, 14-month, and 15-month bonuses. Am I correct? If you're blessed financially, fall. You can sing. But when things doesn't go your way, that's another story. That's where you are introduced to who you really are. Our response is always a reflection of how well we know God and His love for us. When things are okay, that's not how you measure your understanding of God. But when things are inconvenient and when things are not okay, 
do you feel affirmed that Lord I know that though I don't understand your love secures me and I'm telling you right now I don't have to give you a reason that God loves you so much for an individual to go out of his way to show you that he loves you and he brought it to the cross I hope that you will never question God if you're loved by God you are loved by God this is why we can respond in His love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, for we love because He first loved us. And this is why we can say this is doable, that though we are at times caught in a situation that we can't even fight back, and our default reaction is, Lord, I don't understand my situation just like Joseph, that I would be embarrassed because the condition they're in, Mary, if Joseph will divorce Mary quietly, eventually the whole community will come to know of the condition of Mary. And just like what I mentioned about a week ago, she is what? Bound to be stoned to death. But because of the posture of Joseph, that he is a godly man, that Lord, I don't know, but I choose to obey you. This is why it is important that we take a closer look of our hearts. Are we doing this because we want just to be good? Are we doing the right thing because this is our way into the heart of God? Remember, you have already caught the attention of God. And there is nothing that you can do or will do that will cause God to love you more. You are loved by God. And I'm highly convinced the reason why Joseph was obeying God because he is full of God's love. That love affirms him to do what is right and proper. If you once love him, you love God. You will study to please him. This is why Joseph was so obedient in what the angel is asking him to do, in what God is asking him to do. Because more than anything else, this is not just the byproduct of how good he is. This is the byproduct of his relationship with God. Remember, the last day you have obeyed God is a reflection of your understanding of his love for you and me. When was the last time? Though you don't understand, you have drawn the line and made a decision, I will love God. And this is what the angel said. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be the savior of the world for he will save his people from sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son and they will call his name Emmanuel. That God is with us. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that God is 100% divine. And God is 100% human. In his divinity and his humanity, that though God has all the right not to be with us, he opted to be with us because he wants you to interface with him so that more than just what you want from him, he is simply offering that more than what you're praying, believing, me for i'm offering a relationship with you and in order for us to grow our relationship i have to be with you this means that through jesus christ we can meet god him being with us is the starting point that though we are enemies of god today we can access the presence of god 24 7 we can worship god anytime anywhere because of what Jesus did on the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand, though the world has rejected us one way or the other, in Christ Jesus, you're never rejected. You are always accepted, loved and affirmed, and there is nothing to worry. That's the Jesus that we serve. 
That's the God that we worship. That's the reason why when we sing, fall on your knees, you can fall. Lord, thank you that I used to be your enemy. Now I'm accepted in your presence. Can we give him the glory? When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. First thing that we need to understand about the relationship of Joseph is that he knows God. And whoever knows God follows him with no delay. He never authored a word, but his actions speaks louder. Because at the end of the day, our obedience, just like what I mentioned, is a byproduct of how deep we've gone in our relationship with God. So if you're telling me right now, I know God, show it with your obedience. I come to victory and I worship God. Show it. Because at the end of the day, we can't measure how deep you know God. Our measuring device is your obedience. We don't obey God because we want to win the favor of God. We obey God because in our knowledge of God, we have experienced His love. This is the kind of faith that we want to develop. Na walang pag-aantala, pagpaliban, or pagkaabala. I mean, it took me one year to do my research. Okay? That we will not delay. Joseph acted out in obedience what the angel has told him in a dream. This is something that we can take a closer look in Luke chapter 9, verse 61. Yet another said, I will follow you. People can say they follow God. Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. When you say the word but, but, datapwat, subalit panginoon. That is how you have gone closer in your relationship with God. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. When the Lord calls us to Him, we must do immediately and wholeheartedly. Surrender does not come after we take care of the messes in our lives or make sure our families understand our decision. Instead, surrender happens first. And in that surrender, we are able to fully rely on God and His promise that everything else will be taken care of. People might not understand. People might not agree with you. And some of you here, you would hear this left and right. I will only go to church pag maayos na ako. Kaya pumupunta ka sa simbahan kasi aayusin ka ng Panginoon. It is only in complete surrender that God can fix us because delayed obedience is disobedience. Don't wait for it. Now, this is one thing that I'm repenting of almost every week. When I'm watching NBA, I love basketball because I'm good at it. No, not really. I love basketball. And my wife will tell me, it's dinner time. I don't know if you can relate men with me. Before you got married, you are responsive to the love of your life. Now you're married. That's another story. And I hope that we would repent. And that is something that I would want to really learn for the past few years. That when my wife tells me, I would make her my top priority. And the same thing, when God calls us to do something for Him, we will not wait. Because just like what I mentioned, the reason why we're quick to respond, because we love God. Amen. Amen. And when, when Christ fa- uh, called His disciples to follow Him, 
and I will make you fishers of men. The response of the disciples was to do it immediately. If you are a type of person that you don't do things immediately, there's a problem. That you don't really love God. I'm not here to judge anyone. I was in this situation before. But because of God's love, and I have been overwhelmed of His love for me, and I realize that I can only love God if I do understand His love for me. And in this kind of gathering, I have grown in my relationship with God. I can respond properly. I do pray that all of you here, there is no magic formula that you will respond to God in His invitation to obey Him, than to encounter Him personally. And some of you here can relate with my illustration. Pag may mga bagay na huhulog, baso, cellphone, anak mo, you don't wait, nahulog yung anak mo, tingnan natin. You act without thinking to call that love. Napansin mo pag cellphone mo, ang bilis mong pag cellphone ng iba, bahala ka. Yung ganon? Because at the end of the day, it speaks of how we value and prioritize things. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife without, without any really reaction or without any real response from him. He took his wife. And it is a picture that though, Lord, what are you up to? I will still do it with no conditions at all. So secondly, he knows God and follows him unconditionally. He who knows God follows him unconditionally. Despite the uncertainty, Joseph obeyed without asking God for any condition. And some of us, once in a while, we catch ourselves in this situation. Lord, magsisimba ako, pero yung bonus ko, ah. Lord, I will obey you, but Lord, another wife. Do you understand? No, 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 I'm just kidding. But haven't you recognized that everything that we're doing for God is never for God's benefit? Think of something that you did. It's for your own benefit. Some of you here say, I'm worshiping God, it's for His benefit. God doesn't need your worship. Whether you worship Him or not at all, He's valuable. He's magnified. The reason why you're worshiping God, because this will benefit you. The more you worship God, the more you're affirmed by His love. And when you're affirmed by His love, you will never be the same again. The reason why you're worshiping God, because you're thanking God for what He has done for the past few years and how He has been so faithful in your life and in your family. Why? Because when you're affirmed by God, you develop a sense of trust and reliance. The Lord, if you've been faithful for the past few months, you will be faithful tomorrow. Everything that we do, when it comes to our relationship with God, one way or the other, down the road, you will benefit from it. And for some of you here, you're saying, God, the reason why I'm doing this and the reason why I'm obeying you because I will earn from it. Probably. But haven't you taken it a closer look? Even though you will not benefit from it, the mere fact you have a relationship with God, that's what you need. Ladies and gentlemen, all of these things that we see left and right are just mere bonuses of a relationship with God. We don't obey God to gain from God. We obey God to get God. This is a measure of your faith and reliance in God. That you do things because you can get something in return from God. Ladies and gentlemen, the mere fact you have God, that is more than enough. And that is my prayer for all of us. That when we obey God, we know that more than anything else, oh God, whether merong sukle or kapalit, 
I will obey you, Lord, because my relationship with you is important. That even if you don't provide, and if you provide, thank you. And if I need to wait, thank you, God. But you have me and I have you. That is what I'm looking for. And that is one thing that I want to develop as a follower of Christ. His love will inspire us to obey Him. And in obeying Him, we will know more of His love. Some of you can't understand because you don't and you have not been in a situation where you don't understand and you know there's a line in God's word and this is right. I will obey God. I will follow God. Remember this. Our motivation in obeying God because we know God and we have experienced His love. Amen. And when you obey God, you will get to know God. Those moments where God would tell me to do this, and I did it. And I have this resistance in my heart that, Lord, I know that if I do this, people will reject me. People will despise me. People will question me. But can pastor? I'm not kidding. I cannot explain it to them. I hope that they will give it a try. How many of you here honestly can relate with me that it's hard to explain your encounter with God? But you know it's true. You know it's powerful. You know it's life-changing. And you know that you're in the right track. And the more you obey God, the more you are introduced to God. You know, my illustration is that obedience is not just something that you do. It is not merely an act. Obedience is a place where God is. When you obey, you get to know God. When you obey, you are introduced to how powerful God is. Your 2017 is well prepared when you choose to obey God and you choose to say, God, I will obey you because the word of God states, even the book of Joshua, that those who know their God will be strong and will do mighty things. Obey. It will pave the way for you to get to know God that you've never known before. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did not, and he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him he took his wife but know her not until she had given birth to a son and he called his name jesus he who knows god follows him fully he obeyed and didn't stand in the way of the plan of god lord i don't know what you're up to but i know you let me say that once again i don't know what god is up to but i know god that is the only thing that you need to know that if you don't know the details of the ways and the plans of God, and we don't have the human mind to accommodate God's ways, but one thing I know, we have the capacity to know God. My prayer for all of us, just like Joseph, that you will obey God because you're motivated that God will be with you every step of the way. He will secure you. He will give you the strength that you need in order to carry out His plan. Joseph supported Mary's pregnancy even if it didn't make sense. He took Mary as his wife. He did not have any physical union with her till the birth of Jesus. The obedience that we have in the outside comes from knowing the love of God in the inside. This is what Joseph is convinced of. That his relationship with God, it is never anchored in religion or traditions his encounter with god is deep and just like what i mentioned 
about two weeks ago, if you are in love with somebody and you have encountered an individual deeply, everything that you do is motivated in showing how much you love that person. I've been married for about 11 years. I don't have a perfect marriage and no one has. But one thing I know, everything that I do to my wife is my experience from my relationship with God. I do pray that all of us here will do understand and will understand the reason why Joseph was able to do what needs to be done. And the reason why Joseph was able to fully obey God because his relationship with God and his knowledge of his love is deep compared to any other person. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a man whose story is a template, an example of how we need to obey God. That we can only obey God if we know God's love for us. Joseph didn't utter a word. But I like what's written in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. The people of Israel are in trouble. And they have done things that are not right before God. But the promise of God, if you repent, I will come to your aid. And I'm highly convinced that there are times that instead of opening our mouth, ano bang klaseng traffic to? Ano bang klaseng buhay to? Ano bang klaseng trabaho to? That is a time to just, Lord, as I keep my mouth shut and as I stay silent, that I'm giving you the opportunity to speak volume. That the more that we keep our mouth shut, the more that we can be in sync of what God is up to. The more that you talk, talk, the more that you can't be in sync. You can't keep track of what God is up to. Remember Zechariah? He loves to doubt. He loves to talk. He loves to reason with the angel. Is this really possible because I'm old? The angel has to keep his mouth shut. Different with Joseph. And this response of Joseph was expressed in his obedience. And I'm just fascinated that the way Joseph come to the aid of Mary was similar to how Jesus came to our aid. That Mary was threatened by her condition. And in their custom, she is bound to die. And all of us are bound to go to hell. Jesus Christ intervened the way Joseph intervened with Mary. Jesus, when he was asked, are you the son of God? He kept his mouth shut. He was silent. Joseph was silent. Because Christ came not to defend himself, but to defend us. Not to spare himself, but to spare us. That is the God that we serve. And I hope that we cooperate with God and not the other way around. Most of the time, we want to give God the terms, our terms. That Lord, this is what I want you to do. Cooperate with my dreams. Cooperate with what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, when you know God's love for you, you just can't help but cooperate with Him because God's love is high, deep, and wide. That you don't have a lifetime to know God's love for each and every one of us. And because of that love, you can't help but respond and not react. In fact, I was expecting in this story for Joseph to react, to break down. Haven't you noticed the whole story? He was just responsive and obedient. I'm waiting. 
How many of you here, you've encountered people telling you, yes, you're a Christian. Yes, you go to church. Balang araw bibigay ka rin. But I'm telling you right now, Joseph did not because his transformation, his encounter, his experience of God's love wasn't just fabricated. Yung pagbabago at ang pagmamahal ng Panginoon, hindi lang galing sa haka-haka ni Joseph. It was his experience with God that caused him to obey God, to follow God, to respond to God. It was because of the experience that he can do what is unimaginable. And he did it. We can only obey God with the help of God. You can't do it. But because of God's love for you and affirmation, that you are secured by His love, Lord, give me the strength to obey. Ladies and gentlemen, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, because Christ offered Himself as a sacrifice, and because we've been reunited with God, God has given us the grace and the power to do what pleases God, to obey Him though it is impossible, to follow Him though it's not easy, to just abide by His Word, though the world says it is not doable. Ladies and gentlemen, it is doable to obey God because it is God who empowers us. I do pray that you go out there in every minute of the day, in every, st- every single day, you will allow God to give you the grace. Lord, use me. Cause me to obey you. I do pray, ladies and gentlemen, that we will have an experience of God's grace just like Joseph. That everything what he did, that he did, was motivated by his knowledge of God's love for him. The reason why Christmas will never be the same again Because now we are not doing life alone. We're motivated by God's love for us. It is possible that you can obey and you will do what pleases God. Can we give God the glory for that? I want to call the music team. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight's gathering. That you've given us an opportunity to obey and believe you in your word. Today, God, I ask for your grace that all of us in this room, when we are prompted to do what pleases you, that we will not cause any delay, that we will respond immediately. Can we just raise our hands across the room? I don't have to call for anyone. Just raise our hands across the room. Lord, we repent for causing delay. Lord, but God, just like Joseph, teach me to obey. And in my obedience, Teach me to know you. Thank you that I'm not obeying because I know you. I am obeying to get to know you further. Lord, thank you that we will obey immediately. That we will obey completely. That we will obey you fully. I pray right now that let the grace of God be upon you. That you will have the grace to do what is right, pleasing and proper before God. I pray that you bless each and every one of these people that they will not struggle in obedience. I pray that they will savor your grace, knowing God that you came all the way 2,000 years ago to show yourself that you're not divine. You went down to be with us and you experienced what we have experienced. And I know, Lord, you can relate. So God, give us the strength and the grace to obey you, whether that's our finances, 
whether when it comes to reading the Bible, whether, Lord God, when it comes to the standards of your morality, whether in the way we treat our, uh, our wives and our partners and our husbands, Lord, obey. That I will obey you. That I will do what pleases you. And some of you here, you're struggling in that area of your life. Wherein you're saying, God, for the past few months, I have been neglecting your voice. You know it's from God. And God has not twisted your arm. God has not coerced you. God has not manipulated you. God has been waiting for you. Ang Panginoon naghihintay na kung saan lumapit ka. And you begin to admit, Lord, I'm sorry that I have overlooked your voice. Marami po sa atin nagbingi-bingihan, nagtulog-tulugan, and God wants to just tell you, I know. But son, because of my love for you, I've been waiting for you. I want you to know that these things that are not pleasing in my eyes has been dragging you down. This is what's causing the delay, in fact. Why? You're not fulfilled. Why you can't have breakthroughs? Because of this sin. So if you have that sin right now in your life and you're saying, whether this is minor or major, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. Let me pray for you. That God will break the power of sin in your life.